Welcome to Abide's Kids Bedtime Stories. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's bedtime story is sponsored by FaithfulCounseling.com. Talk to a therapist who shares your Christian values. Just go to FaithfulCounseling.com slash abide to get started online or in their app. You can easily have access to our most recent kids' bedtime stories and other sleep stories by downloading the Abide app. All right, it's time to settle into bed and drift off to sleep with this bedtime story. Howdy, partner. Welcome to sundown. And time to get some shut-eye. I am Samuel Merriweather Bondu, but you're my friend, so why don't you just call me Cowboy Sam? I'm wandering around the herd tonight, checking in on them before I settle in for the night myself. You see, as a cowboy, it's my job to watch over these here cows and make sure that nobody carries them away before I get them to the market. I I gotta make sure no rustlers come and and snatch them, and I need to make sure no other animals try and take them away. Now, that doesn't happen often, but it's not unheard of. Fortunately, these cows have me a-watching over them. You know, folks sometimes ask me why I'd want to be a cowboy. The work is hard, the hours are long, and the food ain't great. And some nights, I find myself sleeping rough around the fire in the sleeping bag. <laughs> Some of y'all might think that sounds like fun, but uh, a rock for a pillar ain't as much fun as it sounds. So why be a cowboy? Well, first of all, I do it because it's, it's good, hard work, and it's important. Secondly, I love animals. Uh, not just cows and horses. I love all kinds of critters. And I'll be happy to tell you about some of my favorites and why they mean so much to me. But before I do that, I, I want to I make myself comfortable. <sighs> Throw another log on the fire. And I I want to say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us safely to this time of day. I pray that you would give my friend and me a good night's sleep, that you'll, you'll calm our hearts and our minds and allow us to rest. I pray that you will give me words to say that that'll encourage and and teach, but 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 help my, my partner fall to sleep gently. Father, thank you for all the critter you put on this earth. I thank you for, for making them all so different and special and all beautiful in their own ways. And I pray tonight, as always, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, then. 
Why don't you snuggle into your blankets and get comfy? If you have a, a stuffed critter with you, go ahead and, and hold him or her tight. <laughs> I told you, I love all kinds of animals, and that includes the stuffed variety. <laughs> when I was just a kiddo, some of my best friends were stuffed critters. But I like the real living and breathing kinds, too. And I know that God also loves animals. They were an important part of his creation. In fact, if I'm reading my Bible correctly, in the very first chapter of Genesis, God took two days to create all the animals that, that walk the earth and swim in the seas and, and soar up in the sky. The, the, the fifth day was when he created all the sea creatures, fish and all, all the other creeping things and the birds of the sky. God saw them all and said they were good. And on the sixth day, God said, he said, let the land produce every kind of living creature. Let there be livestock and creatures that move along the ground, wild animals. <laughs> and you know, that's exactly what happened. God made every kind of wild animal. He made every kind of livestock. He made every kind of creature that moves along the ground. And God saw that it was good. Now, now after that, God made man to rule over the animals and, and to subdue the earth. He gave Adam, the first man, and Eve, the first woman, a garden to live in, the Garden of Eden. Now, now knowing God makes everything perfect, I got to believe that garden was pretty sweet. It gave everything they needed to survive and, and live a healthy life. And you know, if you read further in Genesis, you find out that Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent. And I don't want to think on this too much, but, but does it strike you odd that when the serpent started talking to Eve, she wasn't completely surprised? It almost makes me think that, that talking animals were a common thing back in the garden. Even though the Bible doesn't tell us that directly, it's just it's something I wondered about. Of course, we know the whole world changed after Adam and Eve sinned. Animals, too. Not all of them were our friends after that. But they are still beautiful and wonderful in so many ways. Now, I know we all love our pets, our cats and dogs. My Australian shepherd, Winston, well, he's asleep right over there, a few feet from me right now. Let's talk about some of the other critters God has seasoned this planet with. We can start with, with, with what is today 
one of the largest animals walking the earth, the buffalo. Uh, we know that in America, the buffalo was hunted almost to extinction until just a few years ago. Ah, that would have been a shame if they all had died out. They're a pretty special kind of critter. God gave them some amazing features that make them, make them different from the cows that I work with every day. First, they have a pretty distinctive mane that, that wraps all around their neck by their back. Back to the times when Native Americans were hunting them, and, and us European-Americans, too, that mane was very valuable and kept lots of folks warm in the winter. And because buffaloes are, are so meaty, they were and are a natural target for lots of other animals. But those others, <laughs> they're all in for a big surprise. Did you know that a buffalo can shift its hump when a, a predator goes after it. By doing this, he spreads a, a fatty oil all over his body that, that defends it against its enemies. In fact, their claws will slip right off his skin because of this oil. <laughs> I bet you never heard that before, did you? I bet you never knew that the Bible talked about that either. In Psalm 92, verse 10, it says, uh, says, But you will increase my strength like those of the buffalo. I will be anointed with fresh oil. Well, that just goes to show not a word in the Bible is wasted. And God created everything and everyone with a purpose. You know, the Bible even talks about some things that might even be dinosaurs. Now, I'm not going to say for sure yes, but but l let me share with you some verses from the book of Job, chapter 40, like like verses uh, 15 through 19. Now, now this, is, this is God talking to Job. And he says, Look at Behemoth. It is a huge animal. I made both of you. It eats grass like an ox. Look at the strength it has in its hips. What power it has in the muscles of its stomach. Its tail sways back and forth like a cedar tree. The tendons of its thighs are close together. Its bones are like tubes made out of bronze. Its legs are like rods made out of iron. It ranks first among my works. I made it. I can approach it with my sword. <laughs> like I said now, I ain't for sure he's talking about a dinosaur, but whew, sure sounds like it. God tells us it's huge. Its tail sways back and forth like a cedar tree. Its bones are like tubes made out of bronze. Its legs are like rods made out of iron. And whatever critter this behemoth fella is, we sure don't see it walking around the earth these days. It was probably something that God created that's, that's become extinct since Job was written. And Job 
was the first book of the Bible that was ever written about 3,500 years ago. But now, <clears throat> Behemoth ain't the only strange creature that God tells us about in Job. In the very next chapter, ch chapter 41, God mentions a sea creature he calls Leviathan. J Job 4, now again, this is God talking. God says, Job, can you pull Leviathan out of the sea with a fish hook? Can you tie down its tongue with a rope? Can you put a rope through its nose? Can you stick a hook through its jaw? Will it keep begging you for mercy? Will it speak gently to you? Will it make an arrangement with you? Can you make it slave for life? Can you make a pet out of it like a bird? Can you put it on a leash for the young women in your house? Will, will traders offer you something for it? Will they divide it up among the merchants? Can you fill its body with harpoons? Can you throw fishing spears into its head? If you touch it, it'll fight you. Then you will remember never to touch it again. Well, sounds like a tough hombre to me. But it sure is good to know that God has Leviathan under his control. Listen, listen how God describes this crazy sea critter. Its back has rows of shields that are close together. Each one is so close to the next one that not even air can pass between them. They are joined tightly to one another. They, they stick together and can't be forced apart. <laughs> that sounds a, a bit like the scales of a dragon. Like the kind I, I, I read about when I was just a yonker. Well, if you don't think so, listen to this, what it says. It says, Leviathan snorting throws out flashes of light. Its eyes shine like the first light of day. Flames spray out of its mouth. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke pours out of its nose. It is like smoke from a boiling pot over burning grass. Its breath sets coals on fire. Flames fly out of its mouth. <laughs> Yeah, now, 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 lots of different folks from lots of different countries all over the world tell legends of, of beasties that sound alike like the one God describes. I don't believe that's an accident. They must have seen something way back in the day and seen them all over the world. Yeah, we... We may not see critters like these anymore, but that don't mean God didn't make them for us to know and, and enjoy. And God didn't just talk to Job about big old creatures we can't see anymore today. He asked Job if he knew about a whole other bunch of critters. In another chapter, God mentions uh, hawks and eagles. God says, Job, are you wise enough to teach hawks where to fly. They spread their wings and fly toward the south. Do you command eagles to fly so high? They build their nest as high as they can. <laughs> 
They live on cliffs and stay there at night. High up on the rocks, they think they're safe. From there, they look for their food. They can see it from far away. You see, you see, Job, well, he'd been shooting his mouth off a bit, acting like he knew so much, and, and he wondered why God was not treating him so well. Well, God was making the point that Job didn't know everything. <laughs> Neither do we. We learn about, about other critters, but we still have a lot to learn. Some things we won't know till we're in heaven, and that's okay. Hey, you want to hear what God said about ostriches? Listen to this. The wings of ostriches flap with joy, but they can't compare with the wings and feathers of storks. Ostriches lay their eggs on the ground. They let them get warm in the sand. They do not know that something might step on them. A wild animal might walk all over them. I did not provide ostriches with wisdom. I did not give them good sense. But when they spread their feathers to run, they laugh at a horse and its rider. Hmm. God's saying that he didn't make ostriches to be the smartest varmint out there. But when they run, they scoot along even faster than a horse. That shows what we know about some animals, huh? But back in, in Job's day, they used oxen on the farms quite a bit. Uh, most folks think oxen are just a big, dumb animal. But God made them unique, too. And they're just right for working on a farm. Listen to, to what God says about them. He says, Job... Will wild oxen agree to serve you? Will they stand by your feed box at night? Can you keep them in straight rows with harnesses? Will they plow the valleys behind you? Will you depend on them for their great strength? Will you let them do your heavy work? Can you trust them to haul in your grain? Will they bring it to your threshing floor? You see, no man made oxen a perfect animal to work on the farm. God did that. And God asked some other questions, too, and they're about giving life. He says, uh, says, Job, do you know when mountain goats have their babies? Do you watch when female deer give birth? Do you count the months until the animals have their babies? Do you know the time when they give birth? Their little ones grow strong and healthy in the wild. They leave and do not come home again. See, God's asking, do you know how I give these here animals life? Do, do, do you know how long these critters are in their mommy's tummy? Hey, Job, have you ever seen a deer get born? He's telling Job, that he needs to check his attitude and know what his place is. There's only one God, and Job is not him. <laughs> Even nowadays, we, 
We know more about animals, and in what we don't know, we can Google, right? Well, not really. There's still a lot we don't know about animals, and we can't give life. Only God can do that. He'll make decisions that we don't understand. Well, that's okay. His choices are always the right ones. We can count on it. You remember that、uh, that Garden of Eden I talked about? Well, I believe the Bible teaches that someday there's going to be another garden like it. Only we won't be dealing with sin anymore in that garden. God'll be there with us, and everything'll be perfect. There'll be plenty of food for us, and it's all gonna be wonderful. And I believe there'll be animals in that garden too. Maybe even my my buddy Winston over there. That's right, Winston. Good dog. The Bible says the lion will lie down with the lamb. But that, that ain't the way it works now. Usually, if you see these two together, the lion is not treating that lamb so nice. But in the future, those two will be good buddies. And yeah, I might be wrong about this, but、uh, but maybe those animals will be able to talk to us. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I, I wonder what Winston over there would have to say to me if we could have a, a real conversation. Maybe all of God's creation will be there. Maybe Behemoth and Leviathan, and we'll all get along with each other. Ain't that a beautiful thought? Well, now <laughs> I've been going on, and if you're not sleeping yet, you should be. Let, let me just say a quick prayer here, and then I'll let you get your shut eye. Heavenly Father, again, I gotta say thank you. Thank you for the animals you put here on Earth for us to enjoy. So many different types that I could tell my friend here about them almost every night. Thank you for creating them, and thank you for showing them all to us. I look forward to the day when, when we'll be in that garden with all them critters. Most of all, with you. Thank you for my little partner here. Give them the the sleep they need, calm, peaceful sleep. And I pray that we'll all be learning more about you with these stories. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, good night, partner. God bless you, and never forget that He loves you very much. <laughs>